the wrestling podcast about nothing is brought to you by bda radio bda radio doesn't break news they break the news with their wild commentary regarding mma and wrestling head on over to bdaradio.com and check out all of the latest news on the ufc bellator wwe and much more they are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves bdaradio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to episode 21 of the BDA Radio exclusive edition of the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDARadio.com and the Podcast Radio Network. I am longtime pro wrestling referee Mike Crockett, and I'm joined, as always, by independent wrestling veteran, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. Hello. What's up, Mike? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Why do I always sound so peppy and elevated, and you come on and you're like, oh, oh like well, droopy dog over there. I'm not addicted to drugs like you are. <laughs> oh, come on. Clean and sober <laughs> right here. Yeah, are you? <laughs> yes, I might have a couple of beverages every now and again, but that's every about now it. And again, even... yeah, you have a new empty six pack every time I come over your house. Well, I mean, it's, it's weeks at a time between uh, your appearances over here. Yeah, I, I, I think you get a bit of a problem. Uh, no, no, no. But, <laughs> I but think you got I'm, a little uh, problem there. <laughs> haven't had a drop, and I'm here. I'm excited because. Uh, what about Hennigan? Do you have any Hennigans? <laughs> no, it's the <laughs> no smell, no tell. But no, <laughs> not even that, Brian. You have to trust me on that one. Uh, so uh, I'm excited because uh, a lot of changes, Brian, because uh, uh, we went to the people. We went to the people about the um, BDA exclusive podcast. You've seen the title of this podcast, and we're going to be doing something different. No Dirt Cheat Shuffle, because, Brian, a few days ago, something happened that changed this podcast in a deep and profound way from that day forward. What was that, Mike? We did a poll. <laughs> And this poll uh, told us something about our podcast. We talked about this on the Facebook Live we did this past weekend. You can go to facebook.com slash the WPAN to watch the two of us in my kitchen talk about this. But uh, we weren't sure what's going on, what was going on with this podcast here because we noticed a little bit of a downtick. We noticed less interaction with the listeners out there when it comes to this podcast. And we put up a poll. Did you like the old format? Or the new format? Of course, the uh, new format was the Dirt Sheet Shuffle. We've been doing that for about a month now. The uh, Dirt Sheet Shuffle every single week here on the uh, BDA exclusive podcast. But the old format was we give you four topics. And it is a listener vote. It is a follower vote on Twitter. And the winner of the poll is the topic that we talk about. We talk about a lot of different subjects, but we made that change about a month ago and noticed that um, maybe the fans were completely behind it. And the poll showed that 62% of our listeners, our fans on Twitter, preferred the old format, the listener-voted topics. Mike, I just want to go on record right now as calling shenanigans in this. 
Why is I, that? Uh, I think you started getting your ass handed to you in the dirt sheet shuffle. And out of embarrassment, you you concocted this uh, this story of interaction, and you uh, I you set up a lot book. of a you, Twitter yeah, you, egg you, accounts. Yeah, you cooked the <laughs> you cooked the books on the poll, and now you don't have to be embarrassed on a weekly basis as I kick your ass. Well, someone might agree with you, and that is uh, at hhh guy two thousand four. Of course, my nemesis Stephen. He says on Twitter a couple days ago. Oh, good God. Dirt Cheese Shuffle, please vote for it to stay so we can burn the Garglomania Shuffle or whatever the hell Mike calls it. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about what happened uh, this past Monday on the New Age Insiders Network a little later on, I think. But My stomach is still queasy. <laughs> he wanted the Dirt Cheese Shuffle to stay. Full, full, full disclosure, Mike? Yes. I only could listen to the first two <laughs> when I listened to the podcast back. <laughs> you couldn't handle it. Huh? I couldn't no. handle the greatness. No, I couldn't. <laughs> it so, made me uh, want to vomit. So, yes, the Dirty Shuffle, um, I don't know if you cracked the code per se, but you did um, get a little bit of a run going. You won the last three out of four, oh, as you I had your number proclaimed. Baby, and if I didn't second guess myself on the one, it would have been four in a row. But... Uh, I think what we're going to do, we talked about this as well, and Stephen piped in as well on this. We're going to do the listener-voted topics three out of the four weeks in a month. And the I think the last week of the month, we will do the Dirt Sheet Shuffle. So we will scale back the Dirt Sheet Shuffle to once a month like we had done it originally. Uh, you know, not burn that thing out like I, I think maybe we were. And so we'll appease the Stevens of the world and the 38% that voted for the Dirt Sheet Shuffle to stay. We will give them that once a month right here on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing feed. Is that a good compromise? What do you think? You know what happened, Mike. What's that? You killed it with peekaboo penis. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think that would uh, just set the world on fire? <laughs> set my world on fire. And mine as well. Um, <laughs> Spe- all right. Speaking of which, how's your love life? <laughs> Very well, thank you. Uh, so let's get into this, Brian. Uh, well, of course, coming up, we've got Merv Griffin time, where we get your thoughts and answer your questions, plus one more evil cackle will be immortalized in our Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. But we are back to discussing a different topic every week voted on by our listeners and followers at the WPAN on Twitter. And of course, uh, four topics. The winning topic was the worst ring gear ever. Our friend Big Dog uh, really wanted that one to be the winner at Big Dog Racing on Twitter. He made sure to make uh, his voice heard. He wanted this topic. And yes, Big Dog, you get your way. The worst wrestling ring gear ever. And there's a lot of things to choose from here, Brian. Why do I feel like all of you bring up are going to be all of the Dungeon of Doom? I feel like you've brought up the Dungeon of Doom on this podcast, like, more than anything. That's, I mean, they're a great faction. One of the best factions in wrestling history. Maybe a future topic here is best factions and worst factions. Uh, but that's at a later date. Uh, I was just actually going to say, uh, really contradicting what you just said, that I couldn't think of many, if any, from WCW NWA. Um, I guess maybe I wasn't racking my brain hard enough, or maybe it's just the Northeast bias. You liked what the, uh, uh, what the hell was his name? What's, what was the... The toilet paper wrapped guy should have been oh, called the, the mummy, but it was called Yeti. the Yeti. <laughs> the Yeti. Yeah, there we go. 
You liked what he wore to the ring? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I love Charmin. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, so my selections here are heavily leaning on the WWF, WWE side. Uh, how about yours? I mean, I guess something. I mean, there's crossover at least on one of mine. Person wore the same attire in both. Okay, so we will give our number one picks soon enough, but let's get into some of the others that are uh, runner-ups here to the worst ring gear ever. Uh, let's go back and forth. Uh, let's do this a little bit differently than before. Let's go back and forth. Let me start, Brian, with, uh, I guess I might as well just throw it out there, Bastion Booger, um, <laughs> one of the most unsightly uh, physiques and they decided to put him in very little and the just the straps it seemed like he must have had some sort of underboob rash every <laughs> night of the year just the way, the way that gear was hugging him didn't seem like it would be very uh comfortable not not in the slightest. And I think the biggest losers of all, the most uncomfortable people of all, were probably the fans. That is true. Uh, do you have another one, Brian? Uh, I mean, it's kind of in that same WWE era. Well, what about Max Moon? Which had very, he had very expensive gear. Yes. Um, but uh, pretty terrible all at the same time. It was like that. I don't even know. I, could, I can't even describe it as like a spaceman suit because it. It wasn't a spaceman suit either. It was like this blue, like, like I, I, like I don't know. What do you think they were actually going for with that? It's futuristic. Yeah, he's a he's a one of the original names that they used for him. I think I was actually there in Worcester when um, Conan made his debut, and the name that they used on that show was the Comet Kid, which he's from the stars, Brian. He's <laughs> the, out there, the Comet Kid. Yes, that was the name that he used in Worcester. I, I, he obviously didn't get on TV with that name, but yeah, the Comet Kid, that's him. So he's huh. uh, out there among the stars. So yeah, he's a spaceman. He's a moon man. He's Max Moon. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. he, he also was uh, maybe the originator of like the jock strap over his face before Aldo Montoya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, speaking of ridiculously terrible headgear... How about Farouk, the original iteration of Farouk in his uh, debut with WWE on Raw, WWF at the time. He had that, I assume it was foam, helmet on his head, and he was dressed as like a Spartan. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Uh, again, it's, again, it's just things like, what the hell are, you, are, are they going for? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. That one was one of the more wacky, and I don't think it lasted that long, maybe a few months, but this guy who's, you know, a uh, all-American football player, you know, won the WCW World Heavyweight title, he comes in and he's in baby blue with a uh, weird helmet strapped to his head. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> quite jarring to see on your television screen. Uh, you got another one, Brian? Yeah, I mean, th this one's actually a current one. I, I, I got to be honest, full disclosure, I'm not a fan of, I guess a better way to say is I, I'm a big fan of more traditional wrestling gear, pro wrestling boots. I'm a big fan of that. I don't like the new 
craze with wearing wearing sneakers in the ring. Just not a just not a big fan of it. Asics and kick pads. Yeah, yeah. Like having said, like uh, it's a guy that I, that I, that I do really like as a performer, but I hate his ring gear, and that's Kevin Owens. Really? Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Like I, not not a fan of it at all. He's made it his, and it's his look, and it works for him. But yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of. I, again, I like more traditional pro wrestling gear. And I know his story was that he got signed and he ended up buying a bunch of singlets because he figured, you know, I'm going to have to dress the part in terms of, you know, fitting in with the WWE deal. And he ended up putting it on and just someone, uh, I think maybe even Finn Balor was just like, that's not you. What are you doing? Just go dressed how you are most comfortable. So he doctored up one of his t-shirts and put on his shorts and uh, went out there, and no one even questioned it. And I guess that's what he's comfortable with. That's what he's in. And I mean, you might not like it. I mean, it's not. I I think I don't know if it would be more flattering or less flattering than wearing a singlet. But that's what the guy chose to wear. So I wouldn't put it among the worst ring gear in history, the worst ever, as Mike Nice would say. But <laughs> I, I, okay, all right. Hey, hey, if you're if you're talking about like like a like a one-off, yeah. Uh, what about Shawn Michaels? I think it was like the 2002 <laughs> Survivor Series. Yes, where he wore that like that shit brown like <laughs> gear. It's affectionately known online as poop pants. <laughs> yeah, I guess the story behind that was yeah he wore brown tights, and I guess the story was that the seamstress didn't finish. So I guess instead of putting on old gear maybe he didn't have old gear with him he was there was his first match of his comeback and he just put those boot pants on and out he went i just had an h on the side i guess they didn't get to the b and the k but had just had an h and a a logo on like a heart logo on his crotch but otherwise yeah it was just poop brown uh, so yeah i had that on my list as well that one um was very memorable in a way that it was completely awful and off-putting and like i i just didn't understand it like what is he's, this is comeback and he's wearing this shit brown stuff yeah that's so yeah for one-off stuff i think that's 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 pretty high up there yeah let me let me get into a couple tag teams really quick that had brutal awful gear uh first of all men on a mission <laughs> Man on a mission, uh, of course, Mabel and Mo and Oscar was there as well. But Mabel, of course, a very large gentleman, went on to be Viscera. And the gear that they had was multicolored neon blues, neon greens, neon pinks and purples. And, you know, covering every inch of, of his big uh, body. And there's nothing you could do to make that look good, <laughs> I, especially <laughs> on, a, on a body that size. That gear is on anybody's body. That gear would be absolutely awful. But on them especially, it just didn't look good. Of course, it was the early 90s, and it was the first rap gimmick in WWF. If I think back at the time, it's like, you know, it's the gangster rap is going on and these two guys are coming out in neon <laughs> colors. It just didn't match up. It's, you know, WWE being five years behind when it comes to pop culture. I remember like Rad Radford was a, a grunge guy, which was three or four years too late. But 
yeah, Men on a Mission was terrible. Let me get one more out of the way before we go back to you, Brian, in terms of a tag team. How about, well, actually it's two. It was the New Foundation, first of all, which was Owen Hart and Jim the Anvil Neidhart. And do you remember their gear, Brian? I, I do, and I, it's funny. That's where I was going with my tag team. Oh, okay. tag team gear. I guess, I guess uh, new foundation slash high energy. Yes. Right? Is that, <laughs> yes, with the baggy sort of like men on a mission type pants, but maybe not as flashy. Right. The the yeah, the hammer pants and the similar color scheme to men on a mission. The bright blues and neon greens and oranges, and they made the switch to high energy. It was Owen Hart and Coco Beware. They added the suspenders onto the gear. So Coco and Owen now had these checkered suspenders. They had like a, a certain black and white checkered pattern. I don't know what the significance of that was. Like, you know, the checkered flag. I know Spark Plug Holly wasn't for a couple years down the line, but that didn't make sense to me. It still doesn't make sense. And it's really an awful look that thankfully uh, Owen only had to deal with for a few years, I think at this juncture, but those big parachute pants. And I remember Coco beware when he was uh, getting fired up and making his big comeback, he'd pull those tights up really high. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah, he would like, like do like a shimmy and like yes. pull them up. Yeah. Yeah. That was the whole thing. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, another brutal uh, piece of uh, ring gear there. Uh, you got anything else, Brian, before we get to our number ones? No, I mean, I, I could, but I'm worried I'm going to take your number one. So. All right, why don't you go for it then? <laughs> your pick for the worst wrestling ring gear ever. <laughs> well, the worst ever, in, in, in my opinion. Uh, he's actually a heel laugh Hall of Famer, Mike. All right, synergy, I like it. Yeah. He's J E double F J A double R E double T double J <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. God awful wrestling gear. Uh when he first came in to WWE and then later I believe took it with him to WCW on his initial run there. Absolutely awful. The pants with like the like I don't even know how to describe it. He wore like a like a collar with these like multiple strands, strands like, of suspenders. Yeah. It's like the suspenders that Coco Beware had, but like five or six of them. I like on a number, like one, I can't imagine it was all that comfortable to wrestle in. Like I'd feel like they'd be so weird when guys are trying to grab you and pick you up, and and it just looks stupid. I don't I have no idea. Like who comes up with that? Who the hell comes up with that? It was absolutely freaking ridiculous. Double J, my number one gear sucked. <laughs> absolutely sucked <laughs> it was pretty bad pretty bad especially when you combine it with uh you know it was zebra striped with multiple <laughs> colors and uh, going back again to the pinks and the neon colors this is the uh the way of the 90s i guess and it was yeah it just didn't when it, when it was like the white i didn't think that was really bad just that the concept of it was was stupid. It yeah. was like, like, who sits around and comes up with that? <laughs> well, it was unique, Brian. It was very unique. Let's just say that. You know, there, there's good, different, and bad, different. You know what I mean? Like, there's different just for the sake of being different. And that's not always good. All right. Well, uh, I got two here still that I'm, that I'm wrestling between for my number one. 
Um, hmm. Something to wrestle with? Yes. Like Crockett? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's millet time. Um, but, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, on that. I'll, I won't go with the obvious. So, the obvious one to me is... <laughs> I know what you're going to say. One of the worst of all time. Giant Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that That is one of the most terrible concepts of all time. A complete bodysuit, airbrushing, you know, muscles on it where there aren't any muscles underneath. And adding fur to his shoulders. He had a nice big furry crotch on the gear. Um, I don't understand what they were going for. You, he you was, love a good furry crotch. Mm, he is. Uh, <laughs> that reminds me. I got to, you know, never, never mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Dorana told me while I was there. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, so it, it just wasn't. I don't understand what they were going for. He is He's a Bigfoot. He's some sort of Yeti, if you will, going back to what you talked about earlier. A Sasquatch of some former fashion. I don't understand. I mean, I guess we could talk about his WCW gear as Eligante. It wasn't much better. He wore like this weird headband and he had um, biker shorts. But <laughs> Biker shorts are both high and long. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, you know, guys seven foot seven, they're going to be long either way. But uh, what were some of the guys that we knew who wore trunks like that's excuse? Oh, I, I don't think we should get into that. But, <laughs> you know exactly where I'm going with it. Yes, yes. So Giant Gonzalez is a number one pick for sure, but not my number one pick, Brian. I'm going to go with uh, something that's maybe somewhat related because it involves airbrushed muscles. My number one is the Ultimate Warriors nude singlet. <laughs> do you remember this? <laughs> yes, I do. He, he wore a single. I think he, it was for a run-in is where I originally saw it. And he, so he ran out and like, is this guy naked? What the hell's going on? <laughs> he had on a singlet, you know, that was the exact same tone as the rest of his body with muscles airbrushed on, which why would you need to airbrush muscles where you have like already cartoonish superhero comic book like muscles? Why would you need to do that? It was just baffling. You do a triple take looking at it. I don't understand it. And I still don't to this day. The Ultimate Warriors naked singlet. <laughs> and then he took it a step further for some reason. And then there was a singlet that showed like the muscle. Where it was actually like you know red and you know look it showed like the actual muscle groups like like you know like you tore the skin back, and that was the singlet, but that original nude singlet the Ultimate Warrior had was just I don't understand I I it's you can hear it you can hear it I I'm I'm <laughs> so befuddled. You think you were disappointed that the that the Ultimate Warrior wasn't actually nude? <laughs> maybe a little, maybe. <laughs> It's just foolish. I mean, the, the guy who was as ripped as the warrior was, and and like, granted, like he lost, you know, when he came back there, he didn't have quite the muscle mass that right, right. he had in his initial run, but he was still freaking ripped out of his mind. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing more to say. I really do want to uh, direct everyone to Twitter at the WPAN. We will share pictures of all these different um, terrible ring gear options um, so uh make sure you check out at the wpan on twitter and uh facebook.com slash wpan go there as well and maybe share your thoughts 
What do you think? The worst ring gear ever. Share pictures on our Twitter at the WPAN or Facebook.com slash the WPAN. Let us know. Do we get the right picks? Do we miss something? Share your thoughts with us on our Twitter and Facebook. All right. And speaking of Twitter and Facebook, Brian, it is Merv Griffin time. And it's named, of course, for your favorite episode of our favorite show. That is Seinfeld. Durr. But before we get to it, we're doing voicemails over on the NAI Network edition of the podcast. Get yours in right now. We will play it this coming Monday on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on the NAI Network. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Of course, that's the NAI podcast on Mondays. This is Thursdays. The way to participate here on Merv Griffin Time is using our hashtag on Twitter, hashtag WPAN. All right, Kingpin. Zeke at Zeke Dane uh, said something about our interview two weeks back with A-game Avery Forrestal. He says that he was a guy shooting promo picks before the last Chaotic Wrestling show. Just listened to At the WPAN. Wow, inspiring. And yeah, we're still hearing great things about uh, that interview we did with uh, 15-year-old Avery who beat cancer twice and now is making his way into the ring for Chaotic Wrestling. You know what, Mike? Uh, Avery's career is going to be pretty short-lived, though. Why is that? He, he stuck his nose in my business this, this past weekend on, on Sunday, and, and he cost me a match. I did see that. That is on your Twitter, at Brian Malonis. There's a clip of that. He stepped up to the big guy, didn't he? Well, not to me. He actually stepped up to uh, to Davey. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> and then you decided to stick your nose in the business, huh? Well, you know, he's uh, he's messing with my girl. What am I supposed to do, Mike? It makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, check that out on Brian's Twitter. And and I actually actually did, on a, on a serious note, I did talk to it, uh, with Avery's mom, who was, who was very thankful to us for having him on. And I just kind of told her uh, just how impressed we were with the kid. And yeah. that obviously, uh, she's doing a great job because she's got a heck of a kid on her hands there. Sure does, and that's great to hear. So uh, thank you to Avery's mom and everybody else that is giving us great feedback about that episode. Also, uh, you might want to check out a video that was just released from a Chaotic Wrestling and Strong Style brand uh, regarding Avery's first match, his appearance in the Chaotic Countdown a couple weeks ago. Uh, you can seek that out on Chaotic Wrestling's Facebook page, where I saw it. Obviously, it's probably on the Strong Style brand YouTube page or the Chaotic Wrestling YouTube page. That is a great video about Avery's uh, first foray into uh, the professional wrestling ring. Um, and I, hey, uh, just stop you there quickly. I do want to give a quick shout out to Zeke Dane, who does do fantastic picture work, comes to a lot of shows. You know, shoots and then shares a lot of a lot of his pictures. I don't know if you've ever seen. He, he, you should follow him on Twitter. Um, yes, at Zeke Dane. Yeah, if you're somebody who likes you know local independent wrestling, he goes to a lot of shows and and takes a lot of really great pictures. He does amazing work. The pictures I shared recently of me and the uh, aforementioned Davian he shot at the Chaotic Wrestling Show, but just does a great job and just a shout out to him and big thanks to him for. The great work that he does, because it's nice to. Uh, I'm glad we live in a day and age, because I think back to the early part of my career and probably your career, Mike. And you know, we didn't get a lot of we didn't get a lot of pictures. And the way the world is now, it's it's all instantaneous. And to to really see some high quality pictures from matches and whatnot, it's pretty cool. So yeah, there's a lot of unsung heroes outside of the people in the ring uh, around the wrestling business that really uh, do a lot to help 
push everybody forward and publicize uh, all the guys that are busting their ass inside the ring. Um, so that's great that uh, Zeke helps out in that way. And uh, I think we'll get to somebody else in just a minute who also helps out in that way. But before that, Randall Keough, at Randall Keough on Twitter, he was talking about last week's Dirt Sheet Shuffle. And he said that story number one is pure poppycock. He's talking about, of course, the peekaboo penis. <laughs> Go back and listen to last week's Dirt Sheet Shuffle, one of the more risque editions of the Dirt Sheet Shuffle was last week's BDA exclusive. You can get that on the wrestling podcast about nothing feed or BDARadio.com. TK was uh, applauding you, Brian, for inching your way back to 500 in the Dirt Sheet Shuffle. Now you have to wait a little while. Because yeah, no, the, you uh, want to slow. You want to slow it down. You're, you know, <laughs> it's just a uh, happy accident, Brian. That that's what uh, happened. Yeah, that's what happened. You can't, uh, you can't argue with the people out there, Brian. You can't argue with the people. I'd say it's more like you can't fight City Hall, and you're in this case, you're City Hall. <laughs> John Morse, he is at J O N S U P R M N, my best friend. He says to R O H Todd, at R O H Todd, who's the uh, merchandise guy, I believe, for Ring of Honor. He says, Will there be a win a date with Todd Sinclair shirt at Ring of Honor Best in the World pay per view in Lowell? Uh, that's a good question. I guess if we don't get one, maybe we'll have to make our own win a date with Todd Sinclair. Yeah, why don't you, why don't you get on that? Like if 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 only we knew a graphic artist who could create such things. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but you're best friend. But I hung out with John Morse yet again on Sunday. Oh yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah, he bought he bought the newest Kingpin shirt. Wonderful. So big thanks to John. Yeah, he has quite a collection for himself now. But uh, he's your best friend. But I seem to hang out with him more than you do. Well, I'll see him at uh, Best in the World, or perhaps at the TV taping the day after Best in the World coming later this month to Mobile. No, I did not. I'll have to make oh a couple of uh, calls see to see what I can do. The main event? What is the main event? Christopher Daniels against Cody Rhodes for the World Championship. I, I did. I did. Okay, I did know that. I did know that. And, and Cody is talking about how it's been twenty-something years, or maybe even up to thirty years, since a Rhodes has held a world title. So we'll see what happens. I guess at Best in the World in Lowell, Massachusetts. And picture Dave Brian. At picture underscore Dave. <laughs> I did see this tweet. <laughs> yes. Uh, the way to get people talking, Brian, is to do something that they don't quite enjoy. That's the way to get the most feedback. And Dave Rodriguez said, the Gargalerics is terrible. Scrap that shit immediately. So terrible. Rather hear more dirt cheat shuffles. So yeah, picture Dave. We haven't heard from him in a while, but he certainly did not enjoy Gargalerics, which, if you're wondering what that means, go back and listen to this past Monday's episode on the New Age Insiders Network. It's Gargalerics on the wrestling podcast about nothing. Uh, Mike Mills, at Mike504Saints, of course, from Book in the Territory, pro wrestling podcast. He said, 6 a.m. is way too early to listen to Croc Sox Gargalerics. Bow your, he says, bow your head at Brian Malonis, and I'll say a prayer for you. <laughs> you, you. You know it's bad if Mike Mills is uh, sympathizing with me. <laughs> you have a point there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we get. I don't know if we get a winner there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. We got, we got a couple of uh, positive things here. Maddie Wilson. He is at Wilson underscore Maddie. He says. 
Mike has very good deep throating skills. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I wouldn't know. Much appreciate it. I would not know. <laughs> For more on that, of course, go to check out Gargalyrics to see what uh, Maddie is talking about there. It's not what you think. Is there anybody we can go to corroborate that, Michael? <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. It's all on the podcast on Monday. Not uh, there's anything wrong with that. Yes, thank you. Uh, Lone Wolf Greg Myron at Lone Wolf G A M on Twitter. He says Gargalyrics is the new way to find subliminal messages. I found out Paul is dead and is taken over by Hunter. Oh, I see what they did there. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. And Stephen A. Sith. He is at a guy named Max. M-A-C-K-S. Max. He says, wasn't expecting Gargalyrics to have me cracking up in tears. Alas, here I am wiping them from my eyes. So, Brian, my conclusion of this whole thing is we have a winner. <laughs> yeah. We have a winner. Who's playing it next time? Because I'm, I'm not playing it. Oh, man. <laughs> maybe maybe Stephen A. Sith, I guess. <laughs> oh, also, John Morse once again says, Gargalyrics equals the smell of Jerry's car that nobody wants. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beast. BBO? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right so uh jury is still out it seems like on gargoyle <laughs> I, I don't think the jury's out i think uh i, th- I think you're guilty <laughs> the executions in the morning <laughs> well it was a tremendous experiment and I'm, I'm happy to to do it uh for all of you guys to hear this past monday on the new h insiders network so thank you to everyone who's a part of merv griffin time this week we look forward to talking to you on twitter and we will bring you the best of it next week on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on BDARadio.com. All right, before we get to the Heel Laugh Hall of Fame, we just talked about Mike Mills, Book of the Territory, Pro Wrestling Podcast. They do two podcasts a week. Sunday is the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. And uh, actually, we talked about Smoky Mountain Wrestling this past Monday when it comes to uh, a bad promo. The promo about nothing was focused on Smoky Mountain Wrestling, so check that out. And, of course, they do a podcast every Thursday, their flagship show, where they're talking about the old NWA Saturday Night 605 shows. Find them on the Book in the Territory Pro Wrestling podcast feed on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play Music, MikeMills.Podbean.com. You can become a patron there and get special bonus episodes. Check in the boots. The Check in the Boots podcast with referee Tony S. and Chip K. Fabe. They're doing it every Sunday, and they've got a new format, Brian. It is listener-voted topics, kind of like we're getting back into here. Uh, but they are looking back at different careers, like they did the Eric Bischoff podcast this past week, and the week before it was they talked about the NWO. So they're getting away a little bit from the uh, week-to-week news stuff and more about the history of professional wrestling, which is, I think, a good move for them. So make sure to check out the new format of Checking the Boots. And I cannot forget the rundown wrestling podcast brian i get uh, enough grief from jason 
Jason Stewart over there at the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Of course, they're doing those rundown sit-downs. The the one from this past Monday is featuring you, Kingpin. And they've done a couple of others with uh, Avery Forrestal, who we've spoken to, and Slick Wagner Brown. Uh, and, of course, I believe it's on Thursday evening. They do it on YouTube. And I think if it's released on Friday is their regular podcast where they talk about you know the week's news, Raw, SmackDown, all that stuff. So check out the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Adam and Jason, and their cast of characters. You can find it on YouTube, like I said, or iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all those places. And the Hurricane Rana Wrestling Podcast, Facebook Live, Wednesday nights. Search Hurricane Rana Wrestling Podcast on Facebook, and they are at the Hurricane Rana on Twitter, and of course, all the usual haunts to find their podcast. Okay, Brian. On this BDA Radio exclusive podcast, we have made the effort to establish a very unique, very exclusive Hall of Fame. Now, in life, as in wrestling, the number one way to tell people that you're up to no good is through laughter. I think back fondly to those immortal words once spoken by Tarzan Taylor. I'm not sure he actually ever spoke them, but I'm going to attribute him. All it takes is that one over-exaggerated guffaw to let everyone know you're pure evil. So, with that said... I am humbly submitting this week's inductee to the wrestling podcast about nothing's Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. I don't know what it is. It's a Raw, guys. I want to invade my show. I got this, guys. Sean Marcus wants to invade my show. Let's invade A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. The medicine go down. The medicine go down. In the most delightful way. <laughs> I'm the boogeyman, and I'm coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes, yes, Brian. The boogeyman, your good friend, your longtime compadre, yes. is the next member of the Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. Is it is he a, is he a heel though? I think so, right? He's a creepy. He, he's a heel to every boy and girl. That's for I, sure. I don't know. I don't know if the boogeyman. I mean, it's a heel laugh. I just don't know if the boogeyman classifies as a heel. He's beloved. Is he? I know he's I beloved so. by you. I think he's beloved. I'm sure I'll hear it from uh, you know your good friends Stephen and Randall. But uh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, he's a heel. And that, my friends, is a heel laugh that rivals no other. Well, I don't. I don't think you have to be a heel to have a heel laugh. Right, but I mean, he's creepy. He's unsavory. He's uh, <laughs> frightening. Oh, he was nice. He was nice to me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's how you like to. Uh... Mike, did you see the underrated hero of the entire video, though? 
What do you mean? The, the one of the uh, security guards, quote unquote, uh, aka local enhancement talent, as yes. you have been on a number of occasions with the beautiful indie haircut. The, the uh, <laughs> tribute to knobs and sags. <laughs> yes. Straight out of 2003, the indie cut. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't know what I'm talking about, folks, uh, it's the whole, like, all shaved on the sides and, and you pull it in, the, the whole top into a ponytail. So it's uh, known far and wide. Uh, you'll, you'll know it if you see it. Watch this video and you can, you can see this, this hero. <laughs> it's the number one haircut of uh, indie wrestlers and security guards alike, apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, so at least ones that are one and the same. Yes, so uh, congratulations to the Boogeyman uh, as a Heel Laugh Hall of Famer. And to check him out in all hey Mike, his... Yes. Mike, bonus, bonus question for you here, buddy. Uh-oh. What movie is that song he sang from? Uh, what is it? Is it um, Sound of Music? No, no, you're in the right ballpark, right is actress. It Mary Poppins? There you go, buddy. There we ding, go. Ding, ding. And it's Disney. It is Disney, but it's, I mean, Julie Andrews, I mean. It's a lovely movie. And uh, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> One of the Indeed. quotes from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Spoilers. <clears throat> yes. Well, I didn't say who said it and all that stuff. <laughs> all right. If you want to check out the Boogeyman, if you want to check out this uh, indie haircut. Maybe, maybe we'll do a new indie haircut Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we'll do it in an audio-only podcast, but uh, I'm sure I'll find a way, Brian. I'm sure I'll find a way to check him out in all his glory. Find the link to the video in the description of this episode or go to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing page on BDARadio.com. Okay, Kingpin, you're packing your bags, about to hit those highways and those byways this weekend, doing that pro wrestling gimmick. One more time, where are you headed this week? Friday night, I'm heading to Danvers, Massachusetts for chaotic wrestling. I'm taking on Brick Stone. How the mighty have fallen ever since he cut his hair. What, what's the old like kind of story? Is it Samson who gets his hair cut yes. right, and loses his power? Uh, much like that, Brick Mastone has been on a losing streak since cutting his hair. Wait, you're saying so? how the mighty have fallen. Like He's fallen so far as to he has to wrestle you? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying he's on a losing streak and it's going to continue. I'm oh, the okay. number one contender, Mike. You are. You are. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I am uh, the heir apparent to the chaotic throne. When you're taking your shot, I don't know yet. I'll, you know, I'll let you know when. Okay. I don't know. I, they, they haven't told me the official rules yet. Is this like uh, Money in the Bank, like Mark Sherman had it, or do, or is it like, well, how is this here? Like, is, I don't, uh, they don't. They don't give out uh, one of those clipboards anymore, do they? No, no. I didn't. I didn't get one of those clipboards. You uh, know why? Because <laughs> it was yours. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I bought them every year, <laughs> and no one's gonna fork over twenty bucks or whatever it was. <laughs> Jamie James and Mark Douglas aren't ponying up that kind of dough. No, 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 no. <laughs> How could they? How could they? Uh, anything else this weekend, <laughs> so, Brian? So, so what you're saying is you went to the negative at least one show a year just by buying <laughs> exactly <laughs> buying a clipboard. <laughs> That's all I got this weekend, Mike. All right. If you want to book the kingpin up, email brianmalonis at comcast.net or DM him on Twitter at brianmalonis. And for more on the wrestling podcast about nothing and to check out BDA Radio's MMA podcast, A Man Walks Into an Armbar with Chad Alden and Paul St. Amon Jr., head on over to your home for MMA and wrestling talk. 
BDARadio.com. All right, new format, Brian. How are we feeling about it? New format, same as the old. Same as the old? Yes. Second verse, same as the first. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling good about it. How about you? Yeah, I, 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 I enjoy this format. I think it allows us to uh, talk about a variety of topics, and uh, it's Crockett-proofed. Yes, and uh, thank you very much to all of my friends, relatives, extended family who voted uh, to get the old format back. <laughs> all right, we'll be back next Monday with episode 60 of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing on the NAI Network. Then catch us back here for the next edition of the WPAN on BDARadio.com and the Podcast Radio Network. That's next Thursday. Until then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing. Nothing.